Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder on the Comment and Analysis Desk. The bold $143 billion plan to merge Kraft Heinz with its bigger rival Unilever would have been the second biggest takeover ever and created a global consumer products colossus. But Alexandra Bering, chairman of the US group, seriously miscalculated, say Arash Masoudi and James Fontanella Khan. Paul Polman, chief executive of the Anglo-Dutch group Unilever, rejected the deal out of hand and set about preparing his defences. Now, Arash narrates how the 10 days' events unfolded. Paul Pullman thought it was just going to be an informal catch-up, but it quickly became clear that Alexandre Bering, chairman of Kraft Heinz, had something very specific on his mind when he visited Unilever's neoclassical headquarters on the Thames last month. Had Mr. Pullman, chief executive of Unilever since 2009, ever considered a collaboration with Kraft Heinz, Mr. Bering wanted to know, Mr. Pullman took this as a sign of interest in Unilever Spreads Unit, home to brands such as Flora Margarine, which his company considered non-core. When he pressed Mr. Baring for more details, the Brazilian businessman offered to return soon with a more thorough presentation. Suddenly, Mr. Pullman realized that this had been no ordinary visit. He assembled a small group to try to predict what the Kraft Heinz executives might be thinking. The team began to model what they considered the worst-case scenario a takeover bid from Kraft Heinz. Even though its U.S. rival was far smaller than Unilever, a multinational corporation with annual sales of 52.7 billion euros and 168,000 employees, Kraft Heinz could still afford a debt-fueled acquisition. The proposition was one to be taken seriously, given the involvement of two formidable dealmakers, Warren Buffett and 3G Capital, the secretive private equity group that has been rapidly upending consumer industries from beer to fast food. Mr. Baring, a co-founder of 3G, returned to London on February 10th. Over sandwiches at Unilever's headquarters, Mr. Baring laid out an audacious plan. Kraft Heinz would acquire its rival for $143 billion, the second largest takeover in history. The bold cash-and-stock offer, which had the full backing of Mr. Buffett and 3G's founder, Georgie Paolo Lehman, would create a global consumer powerhouse. Yet the proposal, to say nothing of the $50 a share bid, which Mr. Pullman thought grossly undervalued his company, was appalling to the Dutch chief executive. According to one person informed about Mr. Pullman's reaction to the offer, the idea of being acquired appeared to blow his mind. Another insider said, when they put something on the table, Paul was just utterly categorical that there was no merit. He gave a number of reasons why there was no interest in such an offer. It was immediately rejected. Mr. Baring was surprised by Mr. Pullman's unequivocal response. He thought their first meeting had gone well enough. This would be the first in a series of miscalculations that resulted in the bid's collapse only nine days later. When Kraft Heinz unexpectedly withdrew its bid on Sunday, it handed the first public defeat to a group of globe-trotting investors who were not used to seeing their ambitions halted. The Financial Times interviewed more than a dozen people directly involved in the takeover battle, 
to reveal how Unilever was able to beat back the Kraft Heinz offer. A deal would have created the world's second largest consumer company by sales, behind only Nestle. For the maker of Kraft macaroni and cheese and Heinz tomato ketchup, it would have more than tripled annual revenues of $26.5 billion. And given the predominantly U.S.-based group, a deeper reach into emerging markets where Unilever products dominate. From Mr. Baring's point of view, the timing was ideal. A 17% slump in sterling since the UK voted to leave the European Union in June meant he could buy some of the world's most recognizable brands, from Dove soap to Ben & Jerry's ice cream, in a -a once-in-a-lifetime sale. For the Brazilian billionaires behind 3G, a Unilever acquisition would cap nearly 25 years of ever-larger deals, including investments in beverages group Anheuser-Busch InBev and restaurant brands International, the owner of Burger King and Tim Hortons. One person close to Unilever says, the deal made perfect financial and strategic sense for them, but absolutely none for us. Kraft had misread Mr. Pullman, who likes to talk about managing growth for the longer term. By investing in its brands, as well as by promoting initiatives, such as environmental sustainability, Mr. Pullman has sacrificed short-term profits for longevity. This philosophy is the polar opposite to the 3G model. In contrast, 3G has rapidly transformed the consumer industry by slashing costs, cutting jobs, and raising profit margins. In a sector buffeted by slower growth and changing habits, investors have cheered its austere management discipline, including a strategy known as zero-based budgeting. Rivals have recoiled at what they view as a model that ultimately destroys businesses by starving them of investment. Yet some investors have questioned whether 3G's tactics are too mercenary. Mr. Buffett, who has built up a grandfatherly image as a hands-off acquirer and advocate of well-run companies, has faced criticism from even his own shareholders about 3G's ruthless approach to deal-making. In response to a question at Berkshire Hathaway's 2015 annual meeting, Mr. Buffett said, I tip my hat to what the 3G people have done. He added, there were considerably more people in the job than needed at companies 3G has bought. A combined 13,000 workers have been eliminated since Mr. Buffett and 3G purchased H.J. Heinz and merged it with Kraft Foods in 2015. Still, 3G's critics have been forced to respond to their aggressive management style, including Mr. Pullman, who last year outlined a three-year plan to boost profit margins and growth. But 3G should have realized it was a concept that Mr. Pullman would never fully embrace. That would mean Kraft Heinz may end up having to go hostile if it wanted to buy Unilever, a tactic Mr. Buffett has vowed publicly that he would never use in his deals. Kraft also miscalculated on another front, the changes sweeping the UK following the Brexit vote. Theresa May's conservative government has become hypersensitive to the notion that British companies can be had for knockdown prices due to the economic repercussions of the referendum. A deal that would have come with ruthless job cuts would encounter further political resistance, giving Mr. Pullman and his team another tool in their defense. Mr. Baring left Unilever's offices with Mr. Pullman promising to get a full response from his company's board after their next meeting, set to be held later this month. He immediately called and hired Nick Reed and Robert Prusan of Centerview Partners as his financial advisors. Unilever's team eventually grew to include Morgan Stanley, UBS, Deutsche Bank, law firm Linklater's, and Tolkien Communications for Public Relations. As the group studied the Kraft Heinz bid more closely, it came to understand what the U.S. company was attempting to pull off. The cost savings from combining with Unilever's packaged foods business alone were enough to justify a big premium to buy the whole company, even though that unit was only 40% of its sales. By that logic, Kraft Heinz would be getting the rest of Unilever effectively at no premium. 
They studied 3G back takeovers and concluded that Kraft Heinz would try to seem as friendly as possible and then increase its bid in increments until there was sufficient pressure from Unilever investors. This was 3G's modus operandi. Another person involved in the company's defense said, We didn't want to get into that situation, so we needed to hit them early. Our best chance was to get them off the pitch, early. The group decided that Mr. Pullman should press ahead with a long-planned trip to Southeast Asia, so suspicions were not raised. Because Kraft Heinz's courtship was so young, secrecy became paramount to the success of its bid. But by last Wednesday, some investors and journalists had been notified about unusually high options trading in Unilever's U.S.-listed shares. The next day, Kraft Heinz reported lackluster quarterly results that investors saw as a sign that the company's cost-cutting had reached its limits. Shares in the company sank 5.5%. Meanwhile, the Kraft Heinz board, which includes Mr. Buffett, was holding a tense meeting. They feared that news of their bid was about to spill into the market said two people briefed on the mood at that gathering. The goal was to try to delay the leak as much as possible, one of these people said. By mid-morning on Friday, they were proved correct. The Financial Times' Alphaville blog revealed the details of the Kraft Heinz bid. Within half an hour, the U.S. company had confirmed it had made a comprehensive proposal to Unilever about combining the two groups. It added that the offer had been rejected, but suggested that the door was still open. Unilever slammed the door shut an hour later. In an unusually terse rejection, it said the Kraft Heinz offer fundamentally undervalues the company and that the proposal had no merit, either financial or strategic. Kraft Heinz had expected its first offer to be rejected, but was caught off guard by the harsh language Unilever used. Everyone thought there was a relationship of mutual respect, but clearly they went out strong on the culture stuff, making Kraft Heinz look like the bad guy and Unilever as the angel a person close to the U.S. company said. Kraft Heinz's advisors at Lazard and law firm Paul Weiss, its top management and 3G executives, regrouped later on Friday to find a new way forward. Additional advisors, including PR companies Finsbury and Joel Frank, were brought on. Shares in both companies soared to close the week. The U.S. group was willing to pay substantially more. However, more fissures appeared. U.K. politicians started voicing their concerns about another large British-based company being scooped up on the cheap by a foreign rival. Unilever could have ended up becoming the third major UK company to be acquired since the Brexit vote, after chip designer Arm Holdings and pay TV broadcaster Sky. Under strain, ahead of negotiations with the EU, the May government has further pigeonholed itself with its tough talk on a strong industrial policy that protects British companies and jobs. Shuttling between London and Paris to deal with the fallout of a proposed Peugeot-Vauxhall deal that could see thousands of jobs shed, Greg Clark, UK business secretary, spoke with Mr. Baring and Sue Garrard, head of communications at Unilever on Friday. Downing Street instructed officials to look at Unilever's business in the UK and whether a Kraft Heinz bid would raise any policy issues, including over the future of the company's British headquarters, its UK listing, UK jobs, and research and development. Back in London on Saturday, as Mr. Pullman tapped into his network of contacts, he found out that Finsbury was working with Kraft Heinz on PR. Within seconds... Mr. Pullman blasted off an email to Sir Martin Sorrell, the founder and chief executive of WPP, the advertising company that counts Unilever as one of its most important clients. Finsbury, which is majority owned by WPP, was removed from the Kraft Heinz side by the end of the day. On Sunday morning in London, people close to Kraft Heinz insisted that the U.S. company was determined to make a series of concessions, including taking on Unilever's name after the merger as well as offering guarantees to maintain research and development investments and headquarters in the Netherlands, UK, and the US. But Mr. Baring, Mr. Lehman, 
and Mr. Buffett received a letter from Mr. Pullman outlining his hostility to a deal. They concluded it would be better to retreat sooner rather than later. It was a surgical decision, said a person close to the trio. There is little space for emotions in these circumstances. At 5.31 p.m. UK time, a joint statement by Unilever and Kraft Heinz put to rest any hopes of a deal. It said Kraft Heinz had the utmost respect for the culture, strategy, and leadership of Unilever. Although it would be foolish to rule out a 3G-inspired comeback of Kraft Heinz for Unilever, the Brazilian management cannot return for at least six months under UK takeover rules. The ultimate decision to pull the plug on the effort was made by the two key billionaires backing the transaction, Mr. Buffett and Mr. Lehman, who wanted to avoid a potentially dirty and public takeover battle. One person close to Unilever said, From the lunch, Kraft Heinz should have got the impression that they had got it all wrong. Another says, 3G and its portfolio companies have a clever way of doing business. Extreme aggression with a smile. So we gave them extreme rejection with a smile. Undeterred by defeat, 3G's Mr. Lehman and his lieutenants are already planning their next move. A $15 billion war chest is at their disposal, ready to hunt the next consumer goods monster. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.